Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? It's going. You know what, Ellen? My life is wondrous. It's wondrous on many levels. Well, so today. I like to be optimistic. Is there something wrong with that? No, it's fine. Today we are going to talk about Bulldozer by Pete Angelico in today's mini episode. This is our only our second mini episode, so the format and how we do this is still subject to change, so bear with us as we work it out, um, and let us know if you have any thoughts. Uh, but mom, how was your week? How was my week? Yeah. Um, it was good. I had a good week. I'm trying to think what I did. I did. I got to babysit my granddaughter. It was lovely. Mm-hmm. How was your week, Ellen? My week was good. No complaints. I bet. (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) I don't hate you. I'm not used to it. I mean, I'm used to it. Yeah, I know. Um, Yeah, I wish we had something that we could say in this segment. We need to figure out something that we should do instead of the, what have you been reading here? Yeah, I've had a great week, Ellen. It's been a, a great week. Good to know. I'm so glad. The problem is that mom and I talk every day. So it's like we already know everything that's been going on. Everything. So. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of true, though. Let's be it honest. is kind of sad in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, so today we are going to be talking about Bulldozer by P. D'Angelico. It is the third book in her Hard to Love series. And if you read just this book like we did, you might be able to guess at some of the central characters in previous books. Um, This was recommended to us by listener Antonella. So thank you to her for the recommendation. Yeah. Um, So here is the description that I came up with for this book. After some years spent making poor life decisions, Amanda Shaw is figuring stuff out. Her New York City yoga studio is flourishing and opening a second location in the Hamptons. She is three years sober, and her relationship with her 10-year-old son is on the mend. She doesn't have the time nor the inclination for anything resembling a romantic relationship, which, as we know, is always exactly when romantic relationships That's exactly when you're going to hit in the face with romance. (laughs) But a wrench is thrown into those plans in the form of the big and very naked football star, Grant Hendricks. Uh, Grant is on the mend from a potential career-ending back injury and is looking forward to recovering in his teammate's Hamptons residence to get away from it all. But a wrench is thrown into his plans in the form of his teammate's beautiful sister and her precocious son. Can Grant and Amanda get their plans back on track, and will they even still want to? Dun-dun-dun. Uh. <gasps> Dun-dun-dun. Okay, so Mom, what did you think of Bulldozer? I liked Bulldozer. I thought it was cute. I thought it was sweet. Um, He sounds amazing. Yeah. And um, I thought it was a thoroughly enjoyable little read. Yeah, that's kind of where I fell as well. I found it delightful. It was delightful. That's that's my word. You can't say that. (laughs) I can say whatever words I want to. Um, I Um, did think it was fun that this is like the first single mom story that we've kind of covered on the show yes we were talking about that so kind of a new a new subtopic for us um but yeah i i thought it was there was a lot of like humor in this one that was a lot of fun um and 
yeah, I just thought it was sweet. It was it was like a it was kind of like a beachy read, right? Like where it's just pretty light, and you know, a lot of it takes place on a beach. So right. I thought easy breezy. Yeah, it was fun. You know? Yeah. Um, I really did like her writing style. I really, I thought she was very funny and I thought that, yeah. that, um, she had a lot, like there, it wasn't necessarily stuff they said, but even some of the ways she described things or explained things or her, yeah. um, Amanda's thought processes were very funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. And especially since it's that kind of, um, first person POV right. that we're spending a lot of time with, with her, then it, yeah, it was it was nice that she was enjoyable to read the thoughts of, you know. Through. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so what did you think of Amanda as our heroine outside of what you just said? Outside of what I just said. I liked Amanda. I thought she – I really liked Amanda. I thought she was funny. I thought she um, she really had a good heart because this guy was really pretty grumpy and awful to her at first, but she yeah. really wanted to try and make it work, and she was trying – very hard. I mean, he was really awful in the beginning. And yeah. um, she was really trying hard to overlook some of the things she was doing and saying. And um, I thought she was great. Yeah. And I, I liked that um, she had a lot of um, room to be cynical about things in life. But she's always, you know, trying. She's like, you're killing my my optimistic outlook right now. She's always <laughs> trying to just have, you know, a rosy right. view on things. Um, and she's been through some things that I think she would be entitled to not always have that outlook. But I liked that she was and that um, I like that she has this kind of like running thing where she's talking about like the kick-ass version of herself. And she's like, what would that kick-ass version of myself be? do in this situation and she's just always kind of trying to take control of her life and her you know, wonder better woman. herself and yeah and so I liked that about her and I found her commendable but also <laughs> like fun you know right right yeah and um that. you know as we're talking about how she's a single mom um I found it totally totally believable that like this guy starts being sweet with her son and her dog and she's just kind of like putty in his hands, you know, and it's super hard for her to not be attracted to that. I agree. I can I can see where that would be a thing. Yeah. But, the you know, because like the guy who's sweet with kids and dogs. like And dogs. I, yeah. I or do- be, you could say dogs and, and kids. kids. Yeah. I mean, either or, just depending what how you well, prioritize that- things. He he won her son over so quickly is just I guess that's for the next question but yeah um, yeah yeah hold off sorry sorry um, but I wrote down turn. this line just because I thought it was funny and just you know kind of an example of how she's how she was a fun narrator to spend time with she says this man and his gigantic own organ own me and I don't mean the one between his legs although that's nice too <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I thought that was funny as well, Ellen. Yeah. Um, okay, so what did you think of Grant as our hero? I really liked Grant. Um, but, I mean, he's our typical, you know, grumpy old, not old, but grumpy guy at the beginning. I mean, really They grumpy. are. Both of them are a little bit older than a lot of 
Yes. Like mid thirties. Yeah. Right? I think he's and, supposed to be like thirty six or something, right? Yeah. Which would fall under the category of mid thirties. I know. But well, calm down. <laughs> but um yeah, because, you know, it's not like a historical where he's 40 and she's 17. Yeah. <laughs> Your favorite. <laughs> My favorite. Um, no, yeah, they were a little older, uh, had been kicked around by life a little bit, mm-hmm. both of them. Uh, he definitely had a um, rough go of it as a kid. and She definitely did. And too. she definitely did, too. And uh, in different ways, which I liked. Yeah, but he was definitely grumpy because he was depressed because he'd been injured and he was trying to recover for this injury and he wasn't sure if he's ever going to play football again. And mm-hmm. and um, so that kind of had him down and he was a little snappy and a little. Yeah. <laughs> and walked around naked a lot, which he, he did do that. That was a thing, I guess. <laughs> I did like how um, she would, you know, call out things like, well, I know that you have a freckle on your ass. So, like, he's like, oh, looked that closely, did you? And I like how that kind of came up a couple times where he's like, oh, looked that closely. Were you you?" looking, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, how could you not look, for heaven's sake? Yeah, come on. Seriously. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I thought it was, I I liked him because he he quickly turned it around and, Mm -hmm. um. Like, her son fell for him almost immediately, and they became buddies, and uh, that was adorable. And, you know, of course, that reeled her in pretty quick. Yeah. And... Yeah. As it would. Like, As it okay, would. I can't. I can't speak from, like, the mom's side, and you can't really either just because you weren't ever married. a single mom. Right. I've been married the same but, Forever. That would that would be like as a mom, you can at least probably imagine that that would that would be very attractive. Is somebody who's like super good with your kids? Anytime you see like a picture of a celebrity being cute with his kid, and you're like, ah, I mean, yeah. that's an endearing trait. Yeah, and I think it's just like that's just a biological thing, like within us, yes. just to makes our ovaries burst. Yeah. Um. So, Grant, yes, he sounds hot. Like, yes, we'll put he does. that out there. Um, but I liked that there was this thing that was, like, holding him back where he had this, like, temper that he could, like, never kind of trust himself around women. And that it kind of gave her something to, you know, point to him and be like, no, you were, like, the best guy I know. And and. I like that he never trusts this side of himself, but he also just, like, can't stand, when, like, anytime she cries, he's just like, no, right. tell me, tell me how to fix it. <laughs> what, like, what can I do? Um, <laughs> well, he, his father and his brother were both ab- abusive yeah. uh, husbands, and so he was concerned that he had that trait within him. Yeah. Well, and I liked... With his backstory, I didn't like, but I found it interesting, you know, because we talked a lot about abuse when we talked about Longshot and things like that, Um, but that his mom is an example of that thing that we talked about with Kennedy Ryan of there's some women that you give them an out and they still don't want to leave. And his mom was one of those people who picked her abusive husband over... 
her kids. Yeah. You know, which happens, yes. unfortunately. Yeah. Yes, it does. Um, but yeah, so I liked kind of his journey too with getting to, to be able to trust himself and realize like, I could never hurt these people because, you know, I love them too much and things like that. Um, and I like that, he, you know, cause she was, I think another thing that was attractive about him to her is she's been kind of doing it on her own. You know, she's built up this business. She's been taking care of this kid. And um, he here comes this guy who, like, he just wants to do whatever he can to, like, help her fix things. And that would also just be... That's a sexy trait right there. Yeah. We've talked about that before, too. That that's just a thing within us that to find that attractive. Don't try to change me. Just try to help me. Yeah. Um, but I wrote down this line. He says, don't cry. He looks pained. You would think some, that someone is shoving pins under his nails. I told you I'd fix it. She says, I know you did, but people say a lot of stuff they don't mean. And I think that I, I highlighted that just because that kind of seemed to be the crux of it for them, right? Is right. he just wants to fix things for her. And she's not used to having people like that in her life. And so, yeah. That was kind of their thing. Yes. So there's a third party in this love story. What did you think of Sam, her son? Well, a lot of times kids in books bug me the way they're yeah. written. Yeah. Um, I didn't have that problem with him. I think he, I think he was well-written. Sometimes the kids either come off too cutesy or too annoying or... But, no, he read, like, a 10-year-old kid, like a 10-year-old boy. (laughs) Yes. Who's a little little gun-shy, right? Right. And I think that's just the thing. I think, especially that age, they're entering that stage where, like... Prepubescent. Yeah, and they just don't quite understand things. So I think even someone, a kid who hasn't been through what he's been through, it's like they still... I don't know. They're still a little gun shy about certain things. No, and he he was well written, and I love that he fell for Sam's or for Grant so Grant. quickly, and you know that kind of brought her on board. And uh, yeah, I thought he was. And then having to deal with you know his dad coming back into his life that would be a weird mm-hmm. thing. And his dad seems like kind of a jerk. So well, and his thing with like you know with that he says to both his mom and to Grant is like, do you promise not to leave? Like you'll, you promise you'll be here. Like you promise. When I come back. And it yeah. was just like, Oh, oh I know. <laughs> Poor baby. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I thought I agree. Like I, I sometimes have problems with the kids and maybe it's just like, cause you can't make a 10 year old like too cutesy. Right. So, um, but no, no. I liked, I liked their relationship and it felt it felt real to his age and to like the things that they had been through and you know kind of that experience of a mom and a son. Well, and her trying to protect him like from the 12-year-old neighbor boy who was obviously a little more worldly wise than her son was and she didn't want to ruin that innocence that he had by having him hang out with this you know 12-year-old boy of the world. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean, I could I get her fears and her concerns. 
And I think having a kid that age, too, it gave it some nice moments where, like, they have this relationship that's kind of a little distant sometimes, but then, like, those moments where when he's scared, he still, like, goes to her and, like, calls her mommy and things. Yeah. Because, like, he's <laughs> oh, 10, you know? Now like, I'm mommy all of a sudden, yeah. He's still, like, <laughs> he's in, in between. between being a kid, a little child, and being a teenager. Yeah. And so, so I liked that. And I, I liked the moments that it gave, you know, their relationship. Um, okay, how did you find the single POV in this one? I liked the single POV in this one. I liked it because, you know, there was no great reveal. Well, there was a reveal. Because so it, it turned I've, out he did know her for a long time. Yeah, and so I have questions about that because... I was a little miffed at the single POV until we got that reveal that he had been into her for a long time. But then that he's been into her for a long time makes me wonder why he was such jackass in the beginning. Well, he was just depressed, Ellen. And then she, it almost makes me think that he walked around naked on purpose just to irritate her because he just wanted to irritate people. Okay, here's my other question about that, because he had told... Just ask me, because I'm all-knowing. Yeah. <laughs> um, he had told her that her brother had warned him off of her, like, you do not go near my sister. But then I think it's kind of interesting that they end up at the house at the same time. And I thought... I kind of think it was arranged as well, because the fact that he... It sounded like she'd made the arrangements for the house through her sister-in-law, and he'd mm-hmm. made the and Grant had made the arrangements through Calvin, right? Mm-hmm. His name's Calvin. Yeah. And um, so almost, yeah, maybe Cal didn't say anything because yeah, he, and like because Camilla, her sister-in-law, kind of like I told you that she was going to be staying there, and he's like, oh, I don't remember that, and so yeah. that could just be typical, like. Men who don't remember anything a woman says. Yeah. (laughs) Or it could be he was being sneaky. But then he does show up and is like, what was the one thing I told you to stay away from? And However, um, I have a feeling that he warned him off his sister. A lot of it was for his own protection because his sister was in a pretty bad place for a long time. Yeah. And he even says that. And so now years later, after she's been sober for three years, maybe he got thinking, "Uh, okay, now maybe... They could meet up, Mm. see what happens. Mm. Things to consider. Um, But yeah, so I I kind of missed the dual POV until we got that reveal. Um, But I think by the end, I was fine. I like it was just towards the beginning where I was like, okay, now I he's walking around naked. Now I want to know what he's thinking, you know, and that kind of stuff. Really, Um, you wanted to know what he was thinking? Just the fact that he's walking around naked isn't. You know, just like, Pleasant what's, enough? Up? what's up with you, guy? Like, why are you doing oh. that? You don't ask a naked man that. that uh... <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, so that's how I felt about that. Um, so I wrote down this quote that you had also highlighted, I think. I think you had highlighted it before me. And so we're going to touch on this, but we also want to bring it up for a future discussion point. But this is a quote from the book. It says, um, it's Amanda talking about Grant towards the end. 
She says, he's taught me that the best love stories don't start at the bow of a ship. They don't scream up at a balcony. They slip thief-like into your heart while you're busy living, when you're not paying attention. They can be found in quiet company and understanding in moments where words aren't necessary. The best love story I know didn't start with bells and whistles. It started with a man offering a boy a shoulder to cry on. So, Mom and I have recently been um, facing some... I won't say criticism, but some questioning as to whether or not we have realistic um, expectations from romance because of the things that we read. So, Mom, why don't you touch on that? Well, I think that people think that because we read romance novels that we have these grandiose ideas of what romance is. But honestly, I think reading romance has made me realize that the things that, that romantic things are in the everyday small and simple things. I think anytime someone shows that they're thinking of you ahead of themselves, that's a romantic gesture. I mean, just like if you have a husband that gets up and washes the dishes after you've made a dinner, that's romantic. If you yeah. have someone who just, um, you know... Uh, Texts you good morning in the morning. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> that could be romantic. <laughs> but it's not the big things that are, you know, make something romantic. It's the, the little things, the day-to-day little things that seem romantic because they're um, just anytime it shows that someone's thinking beyond themselves and thinking of you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yes. Well said. And I just wanted to bring that up because that, like, we've been, we've been talking about this. So I think, um, we're going to put it out on social media and we just kind of know, want to know, um, some of your guys' thoughts on, you know, people who think that you have unrealistic expectations for love because you read romance and just like the things that you find romantic. Because honestly, even when we read romance novels, like the big the big things are cute and you know romantic, but I mean the things that we get all squee about anyway are the, is the banter and you know just the little the little things, little flirty comments and mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it doesn't have to be anything grandiose. I mean these books just because they're written to have some conflict and then the conflict needs to be overcome. Mm-hmm. They usually have some kind of grandiose over the top, you know. But even I mean, but I don't even know that you can always say that. I mean, I think a lot of times I mean, something big might happen, but like the romance the romance comes in that they just have a conversation where they talk out their feelings. Like this one. You know, their big romantic moment is he gets injured, but they talk about. I think the big romantic moment from this book, and this is a giveaway of my swooniest moment, was the date that he planned for her with yeah. the prom. But I'm saying like the, yeah, th- that is, you know, like his big, the big gesture romantic moment. gesture. Yeah. But what I'm saying is like, I feel like when they have these big, huge conflicts at the end of these books, that it's usually just resolved with not some big grand gesture, like 
you know, running through an airport, but it's usually resolved with like, hey, I can't, I've, this has made me realize that I can't live without you. Right. Let's, let's work this out kind of thing. So, I don't know. Well, and even, you know, yeah. Because even then, even when he got injured at the end, she had already decided and she told him, she said, yeah. I, I want you no let's matter do what. It. So, yeah. whatever it takes, let's make this happen. And then and he reveals, I was act. this was going to be my last game. And yeah. so, like, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, we just, we, we get, and I've, I've been called into question lately if I have unrealistic expectations, not even because of anything I've done, but, but just pe- people assume that maybe we might. Yeah. Yes. But I don't think I do. So. I, I'm sure you don't. I mean, you were raised by me and your dad, so. <laughs> How could I possibly have unrealistic possibly, expectations of romance? He possibly think that there has to be grand gestures all the time. <laughs> no, I love my husband. I need to say, yeah, and he's he can be very romantic. It's true, more than you probably. Probably, I would I would agree a hundred percent. So um, there is a line where Amanda is talking about how her mother had designation for all her kids, um, which not in a mean way, but that sort of reminded me of you because you do too. Um, But and then that Amanda was referred to as a stupid one. Grant later corrects her and says that she is the perfect one. And my question is, is there a designation that a woman could receive that would make us swoon more than that? The perfect one. She's, well, that's kind of all-encompassing. It's kind of a cheat. Yeah, because it's true. It's kind of an overall arching, you know, it's compliment. True. You're perfect. Yeah. It probably depends on the situation. Like, if you're yes. in, like, a sexy situation, you want to be, like, the yeah. sexy one. But if someone called me the skinny one, that would be <laughs> a lie. But <laughs> I'm not laughing, Mom. I'm not I'm laughing with you, not at you. Anyway. Um. People are going to think I'm awful because I'm laughing. But Well, I used, to, I used to tell my kids, I've got a smart one, a tall one, and a cute one. I said, you decide who's who. We know who's who. You, you told us which one was which. I, I was know, the I smart did. one. You were the smart clear. one. Well, your brothers are plenty smart. They, they just never applied themselves very well. No, that's true. Ellen was a very hard worker. My boys eked through high school. Yeah. Um, okay, so what is your swooniest moment? Probably the the date that he set up the for prom. her. The prom date. Come on. Because here's the thing. As a girl who did not get asked out to prom. Yeah. That was cute. It was, it was cute. It was cute. And especially, like, you know, because they had talked about how he was prom king and, you know, he was popular and she wasn't and people made fun of her. And so that he throws her a prom and plays, like, 2002 hits. It was cute. It had the pool full of balloons and... And the dog that was the chaperone. Yes. It was adorable. He bought her a <laughs> sexy dress and a yeah. corsage. Ah. Um, I did write down two other lines, though. Um, 
that I found swoony. Um, where she says, you know that aha moment you get when two pieces of a jigsaw puzzle snap together? When you know you finally ace something, that's what kissing Grant feels like. I've made mistakes more than my share, but Grant, he's the right to all my wrongs. And to that, I would tell Amanda, I'm like, well, maybe he's like, you're re- not the right to all of your wrongs, but like the reward for all of your hard work to get to like where she is, you know, now. Ellen, Amanda needs a friend like you. I know, Amanda, I'm here for you, girl. <laughs> um, and then I wrote down this line too, because we've all been here. The man of my dreams looks up at me with a breathtaking grin, and I grimace because that smile karate traps me in the privates. I'm pretty <laughs> sure he just single handedly kickstarted my ovulation cycle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's another example of her funny writing style, because that's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. This is one I wrote down, or I highlighted. Okay. And it's just kind of, you know, oh, that's the name of the book. He blinks his gaze, he blinks his gaze sharpening. Baby, he shakes his head. You had me from the get-go. I was yours the minute you bulldozed your way into my life. Cute. Yeah, they were just cute. And I, you know, like, they didn't have... I mean, so they have some interpersonal conflict um, towards the end. And I'm glad that she calls him out and is like, she gets mad at him because she's saying, you know, you're honestly picking this game over over us and, like, what we have. And um, so they have the interpersonal conflict, but they don't have a lot of conflict getting, you I'm going to have to call you out on that one because this is was my thoughts when I was reading it oh. is it's not just a game to him it's his freaking career and his life I mean it's yeah. all he's ever known it's all he feels he's ever been able to do and it's what's made him who he is and for her to just say it's just a game is kind of um downplaying yeah I the importance I thought, of this in his life I thought some of that too but it would be hard to, like, watch them, like, killing themselves Especially like after he was injured like that. Yeah. However, what she needs to do is just point out that there's so many other things that he could do. Because he felt like that yeah. was the only thing, the only talent or the only abilities yeah. that he had. So. And he would say, like, it's the only thing I have. And she would say, well, what about us? And it's like, but you have to recognize that I think us as humans should want more than just like the interpersonal well like, i mean it's not going to pay the bills yeah just being I mean, in love I think with he's her got enough money to to take care of it for a while but well for a um, while but anyway yeah i i get that but i get both sides i guess well i'm i'm right you're not so interesting <laughs> um I guess as a more adult, I know, looking back, you can't just call someone's career, you know, a game. I couldn't have said to your dad, you have to choose me or the Air Force. I mean, it's just not that easy. It's... Yeah. So. Not that I ever would have, but... Yeah, because that's the other thing with, that you have to understand about mom is she has... Um... Zero tolerance. Zero sympathy for people who complain about having to, you know, put up with a a husband that's in a difficult career. Yeah. Yes. That's 
That's what that's what but, she thinks. But when he she was complaining to him about, well, you've got us, and you're picking this game over us. I I I felt she was being short sighted because I think that it was more than just a game to him. Well, in her defense, she you know in the end she's she's realizes like, okay, I I can do this. Like it's yeah. important to him. Let's. And he's more important to me than this argument that we're having. So, right, you know, right. And in the end, they both kind of gave in, and and everything turned out fine, which yeah. is the way it should go. Yeah. So, mom, any other thoughts on Bulldozer? No, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm glad it was recommended, and yeah. it was a fun read. Yeah, a little different. I mean, not that mom said it. It reminded her a lot of Wall of Winnipeg. Well, the beginning um, of it when he was being kind of super broody. grouchy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I thought it was a lot of fun. I, you know, we say this a lot. Nothing that broke broke the boat or anything, but um, but it was a cute book. And I, I liked, I did like getting to have um, older, you know, older couple than we right. usually have. Single um, mom. Different, yeah. different responsibilities. Yeah, for sure. And different phase of life. And um, so I liked that about it. And I liked, you know, getting to have these people with a little bit more life experience behind them that they're having to take into account when approaching a relationship, I right. guess. Right. Um, so Melena reads on Instagram had said that she was excited for this episode of the podcast. I love Bulldozer. And Sweet Red Reader on Instagram said, love, all caps, this book. Um, so we hope that you guys like the episode on the book as well. Um, so those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on Bulldozer by Pete Angelico. Uh, we would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Goodreads group, our Twitter, which is at Not Your Mom's Rom, or you can email us at Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club at gmail.com. Let us know if you have thoughts on the mini episode format and if you have thoughts on uh, that subject that we brought up about how people romance, romance expectations as a romance reader. Um, so if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you on February 4th, which is mom's granddaughter's and my niece's birthday. We will be Aww. discussing In Bed with a Highlander by Maya Banks. Um, <laughs> that does not go along with my granddaughter. They, they don't, well, but. they don't coincide, but, um, but it's our first Highlander book. I think that we've, that we've done on the podcast. On the yeah. yeah. So um, remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your podcast favorite podcasts are sold for free. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show, and we just love to read them and to hear from you. So we'll see you next time for In Bed with a Highlander. Bye, Mom. Bye, Ellen. <laughs>